Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm already a little high, but I'm going to get higher and talk to you about one of my Commander Decks tonight. For the first time, I am smoking a White OG from Alira something. It's an Indica Dominant Hybrid Pennsylvania Grown. I had to go get my weed card. It's not the first one I've had, but it's the first one I've had in a while, and I am now officially licensed, I guess. They take it very seriously here. They probably probably, should, probably shouldn't tell them I'm doing this, because this is for medicinal purposes only. Anyway, white OG. It's not bad. So, just got back from cards. Had a good night, actually. Had quite a few wins. A couple of lopsided ones. But a couple of good ones. Uh, I'm, I want to talk about a deck. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to talk about a new deck. A deck that I have, as of tonight, played exactly once. It's a, it's an experiment, and I'm not going to be able to talk about all of it tonight, but I'll give you an idea of what happened tonight, tell a little bit of the story of the game tonight and how it went, and I won't be able to talk about all the cards in detail, but I'll tell you about what I think they can do, maybe, if, uh, if I didn't get to play them tonight. So, tonight I'm going to talk about Chromium the Mutable, but before I get started... Let's see what white OG is going to do for the show, huh? All right. I'm recording this on Super Tuesday, but I haven't checked the news. I'm assuming burning one California. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Getting more old. The moderates are pulling out so that Biden could beat Bur. Ah, whatever. It's, you know, it's fucking politics. It sucks. Smoking this over ice. Technically, I'm not supposed to be smoking this. Isn't that crazy? You can buy flour, you're just not allowed to smoke it. It's like fucking those states where you can buy fireworks, but you're not allowed to let them off. I don't get it. Let's take another hit. Everybody washing their hands, making sure they don't get the coronavirus. I will say, even tonight, someone reached out a hand <coughs> to me to say good game. And that was a little sketchy. <coughs> anyway. I don't have a, uh, I don't have an average CMC or a cost or really even a deck list right now. I'll get one together by the time an episode posts uh, for this deck because I just kind of made it and you'll see why it's hard for me to tell you the stats on it. A little backstory. Story time from Uncle Chad. The only other Esper deck I've ever owned or, or built, I guess, was a, a Sen triplets deck many moons ago. Before they changed the rule about making, you know, mana not of your commander's color identity. I made a send triplets deck and it was boring and people didn't like playing against it. And I think I only played it three times and I people just they hate they hate send triplets. And I sold my copy, although I held on to it and then I sold my copy when they changed the rules, so I made a killing off of it. But I haven't had an Esper deck since then, but I've always wanted to. I love, you know, these are some of my favorite color combinations, specifically Demir and Orzov, I love. So, I wanted to build an Esper deck, and I had a bunch of ideas for things I wanted to do with an Esper deck. But, it never came together. 
I never found a commander that spoke to me. I never found a commander that worked with any of those ideas. And even if I did, I realized, oh, but do I really want to do this instead? So I came up with this and I built this, I built this deck in my head while I was moving. It was kind of during the couple weeks where I didn't have my cards, where I, I was just kind of in my head and I had a lot of time. I, I kind of came up with this idea. I'm sure people have done it. I'm not claiming it's original. But Chromium the Mutable. Chromium the Mutable. Is, uh, how to explain this deck? It is modular. So what I have done with this deck, instead of deciding on a theme, I have built an 80 card Esper control deck. Technically 82 card Esper control deck. And then several 18 card packages that I can sub in and out. Right? So I have kind of the basic shell that we're going to go through. And then I have the combo package. Or, or the, not the combo package, I guess, although some of it is. But I have the, the win conditions, the, the package that, well, what does your deck do? It would be this. And I liked Chromium because Chromium is... Esper, clearly. Powerful. A 7-7, seven, seven, so worst case scenario, you can beat down with it. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool card. Uh, I just like having the card. And, but, you know, tonight, the, the game I played with this, I never even cast Chromium. And I came one, just a hair away from winning in a spectacular fashion. So, I'll get to that later. Uh, but, so, I'm going to go through the... 82 cards, I guess, uh, or 80, 81 cards, not counting Chromium, that make up the core of the deck. And then I'll talk about the package that I ran tonight, which was a mill package. And then I'll, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'll discuss at least a little bit of some of the other packages I have in mind. I don't think I have any finished yet, but this is the first one I kind of, I kind of got, a, I kind of figured out. Now, part of this can be seen as an indictment on Commander that I can just run the same 80 cards and just swap out 20 of them and have different decks but I, I, I don't know I just think it's uh, I think it's a fun way for me to experiment maybe one of these will stick and that will become this type of deck I had a lot of fun with this package tonight so but next time I go I'm going to have a different set of cards in there and we'll see how those play so I'll get to that so we have a couple of different things to get through uh, the basic lands are oh, I should read Chromium first I guess Chromium the Mutable Costs four white, blue, black. For a so seven mana total for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon. Of course, Chromium being one of the original Elder Dragons, this is it's new in much better form. That's it's a seven seven with flash and flying, so it's neat. It cannot be countered, and you may discard a card until end of turn. Chromium the Mutable becomes a human with base power and toughness one one, loses all abilities and gain hexproof, and it can't be blocked. So Chromium can also be, some people build Voltron. That's one of the packages I'm working on is kind of a Voltron package, right? Kind of a Voltron module. I'll say I like call modules. A Voltron module for this deck. Chromium is not essential for the deck except for in that. But Chromium is nice to have there. It gives you the colors you need. And it's also just a handy card, you know, to get something in the air. Because this deck does not have a ton of creatures. So that's Chromium. Again, we've got a, an Esper Control deck that we're going to talk about. And then we'll get to what makes it spicy, the module. 
we have four swamps, four islands, and four plains. All of the new full art Theros lands that people tell me look like Pokemon lands, but I've never played Pokemon, so. The mana base in this deck is very even. Like a solid, like 33% each of each color. Not that the deck is, but because each package, some packages skew more heavily one color than the other. I'm just hedging my bets by saying I will have equal access to all colors at all times. And that way, if the, if, if the package is skewing blue, if this build is skewing black, if this build is skewing white, it, to me, that's the best chance without having to fuck with my mana every time. What I don't want to do is have to go in and change my land count every time I switch decks. I just want to switch out the 18 cards. So, we got, uh, yeah, we got these uh, 12 basic lands. So, so we're gonna get into the the core deck, and then we'll talk about the module. White OGs are already kicking in. Then we'll talk about. I watched that Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix. Pretty great. Pretty great. It's more fascinating character than people give her credit for. All right. Okay. Anguished on making. Being a control deck, I need spot removal. Anguished on making is just a great spot removal card. Inversatile. Sphinx's Revelation. Just a good way to refuel your hand and gain a little life. Obviously a great card. Morphic Pool. Misty Rainforest. This deck runs a, a fair number of fetch lands. I know this one's off color and that offends people, but it's what I had. And yeah, this deck, like I said, the even, mana's all even, but it's got to be very specific. Except some deck, some builds are blue, some builds are black, builds are black, some builds are black. I want to be as exact with my man as possible. Smothering Tithe. Again, I'm beginning to hate this card, but it's not like I can take it out. Smothering Tithe was big tonight. Big, big, big tonight. I'm going to save Smothering Tithe for the end. Because Smothering Tithe, <laughs> I found a neat combo that I didn't. Yeah, anyway. So, Marsh Flats, told you. Azorius Signet. Um, I have a nice, you know, what you'd expect in an Esper deck for its mana rocks, for its, its mana producing artifacts. And, you know, it's got all the Signets and all the Talismans, appropriate one. Consecrated Sphinx. One of the few main deck creatures, but just a good all-around creature to have in blue. You don't see Consecrated Sphinx as much because everyone kills it, but I think it's due for a comeback. I think it's due for a comeback. I think people have forgotten how powerful this card is, and I would like to remind them. Generous Gift. More of the troll. Phyrexian Arena. I mean, it's a black deck, and uh, I'd like to reintroduce myself. My name is Chad. I play Phyrexian Arena in every black deck. Drowned Catacomb. Glacial Fortress. Exciting. Ristic study, you know, just, you know, this deck is, this deck's trying to be good. 
It really is. And I'm wanting it to be powerful. Yeah, Rhystic Study is powerful. Annoying, but powerful. Narset's Reversal. Just always a great card. Haven't got to do as much with it as, as I've wanted to yet. I've only drawn it a few times. I played a CEDH game at... Uh, where was I? Uh, SCG Con, where I Narset reversaled someone's dig through time twice. That was fucking sweet. But I haven't I haven't had the luck to draw it enough. But I still believe in this card and I think it's awesome. Toxic Deluge. Just trying to run some of the best removal I can and some of the best control cards I can in these colors. And Toxic Deluge is truly amongst them. Preordain. Great card. Talisman of Hierarchy. Cyclonic Rift. I mean, you know. Uh, did you know this is getting played in Pioneer now? There's a Pioneer deck playing Cyclonic Rift. It's gone up like another $10 to like a $30 fucking dollar card. Hey, 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 Wizards. You know you're putting all those Commander cards this year? This better be in there. It's better be in there, or you better get Sheldon on the phone and tell him to ban it. Now, I do not think Cyclonic Rift should be banned. I'm going to go ahead here. I do not think Cyclonic Rift should be banned. I used to. I used to hate this card, and I still, I mean, it's, it's obviously so stupid, but there's lots of stupid cards. And there's lots of ways to end the game, and Cyclonic Rift is just one of them. And uh, is it too good? Sure. There are, Consecrated Sphinx is too good. There's a bunch of cards in this deck that are too good. It's, you know, but if you're going to keep it legal, and I know that, you know, Wizards and the Rules Committee aren't the same thing, all I'm saying is talk to each other. Are you going to ban Cyclonic Rift? Fuck no. Then we got to reprint it immediately. Enlightened Tutor. I mean, I'm going for it with this deck, so I'm running several tutors. And all of the modules have some important enchantments. Pretty much all of them do. And, you know, can also just go get a Talisman or a Soul Ring. And there are a couple of main deck enchantments, you know, like the Smothering Tithe, that uh, it's good with. So Enlightened Tutor hits a lot of targets in here and in the in the modules. Exotic Orchard. Shiny Godless Shrine. Path to Exile. Leyline of Anticipation. This was important tonight, too. A lot of people know I'm not a fan of the card Vidalcan Ori, although it is in this deck. But in this deck, I wanted to take advantage of, well, Chromium has Flash. And I wanted the idea of giving myself Flash so that I can kind of keep Chromium up, but other, keep, pe make people think I'm going to cast Chromium when I'm really going to cast, you know, something else. Uh, anyway, I mean, it's never bad. I started tonight with Leyline in play. That's important. So we'll put that over with the Smothering Tide. But I did start with Leyline in play. Idyllic Tutor. Like I said, powerful enchantments in all of the modules. Silent Clearing. Demonic Tutor. It also, it gets those enchantments and so many other things. Chrome Mox. I just had one and yeah, I think, I think it'll be good in here. I don't know. Maybe. It's never bad, right? I guess it can't be bad. Reality Shift. One of my favorite creature removal spells. In, in in blue, obviously, but why did this? No, I, there, I'm probably sounding. I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Why does this card? Why did this card not get any constructed play? 
right? It was good in draft. And it's killer in commander. But, you know, I'm playing, I have a pioneer deck. And I keep saying, like, maybe, you know, for these 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 titans, like Uro, that, uh, that they're playing, that maybe I should exile them. And I'm guessing, like, giving them the 2-2 in Pioneer as opposed to Commander is just too bad, I guess. But this is too mana to exile one of those big fucking Titan things. With all the graveyard synergy going on, if you're playing like blue red, I think this is this is this is as close as we have in the format to to Swords of Posture as a path to exile. I mean it's an instant. So like I don't know. I don't maybe I'll put a couple on my sideboard and go to Pioneer Knight and, and see. Demir Signet, Vampiric Tutor. I think that's all the tutors. I like tutors. Urborg, you know how I feel about Urborg. Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. I don't know, I'm building Esper Control. I wanna have some uh, Planeswalkers. And Teferi's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's got the control element. And then also draw a card and untap a couple of lands. I mean, it's, it's just obviously a good card to control. Mana Confluence. Factor Fiction. Had a good Factor Fiction tonight. But it was it was a fun one. And uh, it's, it's, just such, it's just such a... I know everyone says it. It's just such, it's just, it's just, it's such a fun card. Sea of Clouds. I like that I can run Sea of Clouds and the blue-black one on this one. I think it's the only deck I have where I can run two of the Battle Bond lands. Please finish that cycle. Scalding Tarn. Again, off color, but... And a Scrubland. That's about half. Maybe like three more. Let's see. We got uh, Talisman of Progress. And Swan Song and Counterspell. Okay, well, like I said, it's a, it's a control deck. So... It may sound... Uh, Here's what you're thinking, and you're not wrong. It feels a little generic. You're just playing the best removal, the best counter spells in the colors that you're playing, and the best cantrips. You're right. You're absolutely right. I am. I mean, that, that was my intention. That's, that's part of the experiment. Was create a shell that was sturdy enough and powerful enough that in all purpose enough that I could just slide these other decks into, that I could just morph into other decks by changing the, the barest number of cards. So yeah, there may be counter spells that have more synergy with what I'm doing, but I don't care. I just want good counter spells. So that's the idea. May seem kind of boring, but I'm hoping I haven't. I mean, I've got ideas, but like, <coughs> I got ideas for like seven or eight different modules. <coughs> so it doesn't have to be boring. And I mean, I'd be playing Counterspell any fucking way. Anyway, let's go. Source of Plowshares. Speak of the devil. Dovin's Veto. Yep, we're talking good stuff. Force of Will. My competitive EDH deck is currently dismantled. I have most of it together, but no one here is playing competitive EDH on a regular basis, so I took it apart and so I was able to take some of these pieces, including my Force of Will. I can always rebuild it. I have all the, I have it all. 
I just got done with your desert. Orzov Signet. Mana Crypt. Also from that deck. Polluted Delta. Drown in the Lock. I love this card. We all know it's a removal spell and a counter spell. It's great. It goes especially well with the package I ran tonight. Ponder. Flooded Strand. A Castle Vantress. Arcane Signet. Bajuka Bog. I don't have to talk about these cards. They're boring. Command Tower. Okay. Teferi Time Reveler. Let's set Teferi aside. He was part of the game tonight. Soul Ring. Talisman of Dominance. Hollowed Fountain. City of Brass. Watery Grave. Strip Mine. Impulse. Supreme Verdict. Felwar Stone. Wrath of God. Damnation. Sleight of Hand. Videlkin Aury. I didn't have to explain any of that. Generic Esper Control deck. What it doesn't have in it is a way to win. It is just control and card advantage. No way to win. So, tonight I played module number one, which is a mill deck. Now, I've never had a mill deck before. Never tried it. I, didn't, I don't love... I, I don't know. I, I kind of had a thing against mill. But the more I play and the more I... The more various games I get into, I realize that... I realize that uh, there are only so many ways to lose. And only so many ways to win. And... and I get it. You get bored hitting people. I like hitting people with creatures and killing them that way, but, you know, not every time. So, other ways to win. I get it. So, anyway. So, what I have is a mill package. So, I put these, eight, so these 18 cards are currently in the deck. We're going to go through them. I'm going to talk about ones I've cast. I'm going to talk about ones I haven't cast. But we're going to go through this package number one. And like I said, and then I'll give you a rundown kind of of some of the other packages. And then maybe on a future episode, I can, once I've, because I don't have any of the other modules 100% built. I have a few cards in each one. Some of them are close. But one, as I build more modules, which is kind of a fun part too, I can kind of have this deck and I can kind of just make these little packets to go in it to try things that uh, I'll maybe I'll have an episode where I just, if anyone gives a shit, not that anyone does, but if anyone gives a shit, and I'll just go over the different modules. But tonight we're going to go over the mill module. And then I kind of, I'm going to organize these real fast. Because um, there's a couple of combos in here. And there's um, some fun stuff that I uh, did tonight with it. Anyway, um, so I'm going to go just the mill cards first that I'm running. We have Mind Grind. We're going to set that aside. Uh, Mind Grind, of course, is uh, the black, blue, X sorcery. Each opponent reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal X lands. And then put them in their graveyard. Um, yeah, this was part of tonight's game. We have Traumatize, of course. They'll put half their library into their graveyard. What else mills here? Mind Crank. 
Whenever an opponent loses life, that player puts that many cards from their library into their graveyard. Goes real well with this card here, Sir Conrad. Sir Conrad just goes well with Mill in general, but mine crank Sir Conrad's a little bit of a combo. It it's not deterministically infinite, I guess, but it 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 can go it can go pretty long and I guess could conceivably go infinite. In in some way. But uh, anyway, mine crank, Sir Conrad. Had someone play Sir Conrad themselves tonight that I had to kill because uh, it was going to take advantage of what I was doing. We have Archive Trap. I, I guess I have to read this one because no one I was playing with had ever seen Archive Trap. Archive Trap is three blue-blue for an instant a trap. If an opponent searched their library this turn, you may pay zero rather than pay the mana cost. It's free. Target opponent puts the top 13 cards of their library into their graveyard. Like, I, I played this tonight on like turn three. So, instead, I just sit down with Chromium. And I don't announce what I'm doing. And on turn three, someone cracks a fetch land and I archive trap them. And now I've told everybody, well, I thought. I was like, okay, well, now I'm telling everybody I'm a mill deck. Right? And they kind of got that, but... Then they were all freaked out about the card. They had never seen an archive trap. Just a way to get some quick cards in the graveyard for free. Folio of Fancies. This is that artifact from Eldraine, uh, where it's a one and a blue. For an artifact, players have no maximum hand size. X, X, and tap it. Each player draws X cards. And then the big one, then the reason you're playing it. Two and a blue and tap it. Each opponent puts a number of cards into their graveyard equal from the... You, you mill equal the number. You mill equal... Maybe that second or third third hit is a bad idea. Uh, you mill uh, you mill the same number of cards. How are, you have five cards in your hand, you mill five cards. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, what else here is the mill cards? Oh, this one was dope tonight. Fleet Swallower. And not only did I get Fleet Swallower in, I flashed it in end of turn because of Ley Line of Anticipation. Fleet Swallower costs 7 mana, 2 blue and 5, for a 6-6 six, six fish. Whenever Fleet Swallower attacks, target player puts the top half of their library into their graveyard. It's a... When it attacks, it traumatizes somebody. They should call it something different, like traumatizing fish. There's a reason I don't name magic cards, I guess. This card, and it's target player, so it doesn't have to be the player you attack. It is awesome. This card, I only get to swing with it once tonight, but it was savage. Like, again, I don't know if anyone's played a mill deck or at least a decent mill deck around these people in a while. And I'm not saying this deck's great, but they were all like, oh shit. What other mill cards do we have? Oh, plenty. Okay. We have Mercovost, Mind Drinker. It's a five mana, two, four flyer. And when he deals combat damage to a player, that player reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal four lands and put them into the graveyard. Kind of a class, you know, he's one of the cl classic mill commanders, clearly. Phoenix is probably better. Should I put Phoenix in here? Got it. I got it. Oh, I got a uh, what do you call it? 
uh, Lair Drop came next when I got my uh, Athers. Maybe. I mean, again, the deck doesn't have a ton of creatures, but even just Athros plus Chromium is milling quite a few cards. So, okay, yeah, maybe maybe one of these can go. We'll see. Um, Keening Stone. A six-mana artifact, so it's expensive. So maybe this could be the one that goes. Five-mana and tap it. Target player puts the top X cards of their library into their graveyard, where X is the number of cards in their graveyard. Doubles up the graveyard. It's obviously powerful, but maybe a little too slow. So maybe Phoenix. Psychic Corrosion, love this card. Whenever you draw a card, each opponent puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. The win condition in my Joyra Weather Light Captain deck. Ashiok Dream Render. Just a good card, keeps your opponents from searching, and then uh, and then it has the mill. The only reason I I like it, the only reason I'm a little iffy on it is the exile. Right, you mill and then you exile their graveyards. I mean, that's fine. I guess I don't have a ton of anim reanimation, but I do have tricks to do with graveyards, so I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's an effect I want. But I mean, yeah, sure, it's obviously good. Okay, this card was a big part of tonight. Tro uh, forced fruition. People probably know this from Nekuzar decks. For forced fruition costs blue blue four. It's an enchantment. Whenever an opponent plays a spell, that player draws seven cards. It takes a minute for people to understand that this is a bad thing. You know, they they cast that first spell, they draw seven cards, they get excited. But then they go to cast a soul ring and they draw seven cards. And then they cast a rampant growth and they draw seven cards. And then they go, oh fuck, where's my deck? But again, we'll put this over in the pile. Because it was sweet tonight. Hedonous Trove. I don't know about this one. This can maybe go for Phoenix. Or maybe for Ashiok if I think about it. Black Black 5 for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, exile all... Exile all cards from target opponent's graveyard. You may play land cards exiled with Hedonous Trove. You may cast non-land cards exiled with Hedonous Trove. You may cast more than one spell... You can't cut. You, can, you, you can't get fooled again. Uh, you can't. You can't. Uh, uh, you, uh, you, can, you can only cast one per turn. It's like a, yeah, like Caridor maybe. You know, there's a lot of effects like this. There's another one in the deck. This the fact that this sticks around, and you know, it doesn't like you get to you get to play those cards over turns. It's not just a one and done. Is cool. It's seven mana. I've never got this card in play. I've, I've had it in decks. I've taken it out of decks. I've never cast this card. Um, so I'm trying it here. There's a good chance it doesn't make the final draft. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll do a, this is a rough draft episode, and then I'll do a final draft where I talk about, you know, if I'm still doing this then, if I'm really that bored that I'm still talking to myself in my basement about Commander. I'm really fucking high. Um... Maybe, maybe I'll come back with the, the final version. Increasing Confusion. Of course, 1x to mill someone for x, and then it flashes back for blue x, and um, but then it does double. Just, you know, powerful way. Memory Erosion, Enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, that player puts the top two cards. Kind of funny with Force Fruition, I'm guessing. Sphinx's Tutelage. Everyone knows and hates this. 
Uh, no, I don't have a painter servant, although... Eh? Whenever you draw a card, target opponent puts the top two cards of his or her library into their graveyard. If they're both non-land cards that share a color, repeat this process. Um, and then uh, you can pay six mana to, uh, to loot. So, I mean, again, those are just kind of onboard ways to incidentally create a mill. Then I have a little two-card combo that I'm really anxious to try out. Um, the first card is Blood Chief Ascension, which is a great card anyway, but it's an enchantment. It can be a win condition on its own uh, for a black. At the beginning of your end step, sorry, at the beginning of each end step, all the ascensions are each end step, and that's important. At the beginning of each end step, if an opponent lost two or more life this turn, you may put a quest counter on Blood Chief Ascension. So it might take a few turns to get it going unless you have a creature in play. You know, or, or some way to hurt people, but you know, it'll take a couple of turns. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, if Blood Chief Ascension has three or more quest counters on it, so you gotta get three, you may have that player lose two life and you gain two life. Okay? So anytime anything goes into their graveyard, a card is put in an opponent's graveyard from anywhere. Mnemonic Betrayal is from Ravnica something. Take from Guilt of Ravnica. Yeah. Uh, one blue-black sorcery. Mythic. Exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards. You may cast those cards this turn, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast it. The beginning of the next end step, if any of those cards remain exiled, return them to their owner's graveyards, and then you exile Mnemonic Betrayal. Boo! So, although you can Narse traversal it, so, you get counters on Blood Chief Ascension, you cast Mnemonic Betrayal, you exile, exile all their graveyards. Now, theoretically, you've been milling them with other cards. So, maybe you exile, you know, you ex 20 or 30 cards, you know, from each of them, or 10, you know. Mnemonic Betrayal exiles them all. Now, if there's something you want to cast, great. Right? If there's something you want to cast, that's awesome. But there's... But but then at the end of turn, if Blood Chief Ascension is in play, all those cards go back to the graveyard. And whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, including exile, you drain them for two. This is gonna be a deadly combination if I ever pull it off. Mill people, what do you need? 20 cards in each graveyard? That's completely doable. So yeah. Awesome. So anyway, that's that's the mill package. I played this tonight. Like I said, I, I, I started with a line of anticipation. And then I didn't tell anybody what the deck was. And then about, I guess, turn three or <clears throat> about turn three or four. Whoa. Uh, I'm going to rely on my memory for this next part. Not something. I'm going to rely on my memory for this next part, which is not something that is at its best at this moment in time. So I had a ley line of anticipation. And a couple of lands. And then what was the first thing that happened? The first thing that happened was somebody cracked a fetch land on like turn three and I archive trapped him. Kind of giving up the gig. You know, the jig is up. But I just, you know, I wanted to do it. I didn't expect this deck to do anything the first time out. So I had that happen and then I don't know, I put out a an artifact or two. And then 
I got out smothering fire. And nobody paid the two, and nobody blew it up. That's important to remember. Nobody blew it up for the rest of the game. It just sat there. And everybody F6'd on Smothering Tide. So quickly after that, I cast a Factor Fiction. Pretty soon after that. And the Factor Fiction, uh, they actually made a pretty good split for me. And the choices were Damnation. It was Damnation or and maybe like Ponder or something. And then, or preordain, and then it was the other pile was Tefri Time Raveler and two lands. But I didn't have any lands in my hand, and they thought they were getting rid of Tefri. So maybe it wasn't preordain, maybe it was something better than that. I don't remember. But they wanted to, uh, they wanted me to take the pile with the damnation because also there was a Xenagos player whose board was already a problem, as Xenagos is liable to do. Stay tuned. And, but either way, um, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, oh, anyway, so uh, they made the piles and I took the two lands in the Tefri. So I cast the Tefri. He didn't really do much. He, he kept people from reacting, you know, and he drew me a card. Then came the two most important, like the coolest things. One, using mana from Smothering Tithe and using the instant speed off Leyline, I cast Sweet. Oh, okay. I cast Fleet Swallower. Captain, I think that island is following us. I also played Eric Smithies tonight. Well, we'll get to that later. That deck is... The deck actually won tonight, but it was so... It was so cheese. It did literally nothing, and then went infinite with the Genesis wave. Didn't I did, like, nothing. That's why you should kill people that aren't doing anything. Fleet Swallower. Yeah. Like I said, you know, mills So I attacked, I milled the Xenagos player for like half their deck. You know, for half of his deck. He was not pleased. But I was like, oh, the more big creatures. I didn't know what any other people were doing, but I know what Xenagos is doing. So like, let's get those creatures out of there. Um, And then, however, the next card I land, and, and then uh, he was not happy with me. And he made it very clear that on his next turn, he was going to, what's the word, murder me. And I said, sweet. So, I had Leyline out. I upticked Teferi Time Raveler. Passed the turn and no one thought anything of it. And then when he played two more creatures on the board with haste, and he came at me for what was definitely just death. I, uh, I cast an instant speed Wrath of God. And he looked like I had murdered his puppy. Which I would never do. But I would totally cast an instant speed Wrath of God. So I stopped that attack. I lost my fleet swallower. Much sad. And then. But then on my turn. I cast forced fruition. Whenever an opponent plays a spell. That player draws seven cards. Forced fruition and smothering tithe. Make a lot of mana. Like a lot of mana. Every time your opponent plays a spell, they draw seven cards and you get seven treasures. This lasted for two or three go-arounds. While I was kind of sitting back, I had some, you know, counter stuff in my hands and everything. 
Uh, I, I I filled back up with a Sphinx's Revelation. I remember that using some of my my treasures. But this, so we were going around and around, and I had about eighty treasures because people were just casting spells. I had about eighty treasures from Force Fruition, and in my hand was Mind Grind. Each opponent reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal X land cards and then puts all cards revealed that way into their graveyard. If I cast this for, let's say, X equals 50, no one's got more than 50 lands in their deck. And I had 80 mana, and I could operate in it at instant speed. I got this, right? And it was, and I was so happy, because I was, this deck that I built to kind of do this dumb thing, or, or do this thing, and it's the first mill deck I've ever built, it was doing something. And not only that, it was milling out. It was about to kill. It was a five-player game. It was about to... I was about to mill everybody out in a five-player game. In fairly quick order. And I, that was awesome. Guy playing Lord Windgrace put... cast a... Uh, Zern Orb. And I should have killed it. I should have countered. I had a counterspell in my hand. I should have countered the Zern Orb. Looking back... Even at the moment I thought about, I didn't know, I didn't think about it. It's a zero drop. You don't think about it. But in Lord Wing Grace. So anyway, at the end of his, at the end of the player in front of me, right before the player in front of me gets to take their turn, the Xenagos player, I cast Mind Grab where X equals 60. Thinking, all right, well, I'm just going to take everybody's cards away and then I'll just win. And I did it and everyone was like fucking like, they were like, oh shit. But then they were also kind of laughing, and they were also like, "Listen, we can't. We, we got to give you props. You're mill. It's a five-player game. I've never seen anybody mill a five-player game like this." And they're like, "And we gave you all those treasures, so so it's gonna happen." The Wind Grace player. This was a very nice play. The Wind Grace player sacked a fetch land. They had Valakut, and they had Prismaticum. So. He sacks a fetch land, puts a land in play. It's a mountain. Valakut trigger, he kills his world shaper. Right? And the world shaper, of course, is the creature that when it dies, you put all your lands from battlefield, all your lands from your, all your lands from your graveyard to your battlefield. So he shoots his own world shaper. Now, I still have Tefri out, so he can't cast any spells. And he doesn't have to. And I have a counter spell in my hand. And he can't cast any spells anyway. It doesn't matter. He shoots his own world shaper. With that trigger on the stack, he sacks all of his lands to Zern Orb. Gains a bunch of life. Then they all come into play, including Valakit. They're all mountains. And he kills two of us. And it was awesome. It was awesome because, and I say this, it's awesome because... The best games of Commander are the ones where if you don't win, you're about to win. You know, where you're looking at your hand and you're like, all right, I got this next turn. And someone pulls it off and you're like, shit, good job, because I would I would have had it my turn. Those are the games because you feel like you've still done what your deck's going to do. You've furthered your game plan. You've seen that it can come together, that it can work. And if you lose because someone else manages to outsmart you or someone else manages to just have a cool play... Awesome. It was a great play. It was really neat. I I saw his board. I knew everything was there. I did not think about 
bolting his own world shaper. It, it's clear as day, but I didn't. I, I didn't occur to me, and it was really smart. And I should have countered the fucking Zern orb. That would have stopped. Uh, he wouldn't have been able to do. He had maybe a few uh, lands in his graveyard, but he didn't have enough to kill me. But the Zern orb. So I was foiled. I was foiled, and it was great. And everybody was kind of cool about it. They kind of liked the deck. They. I don't think they'd seen a lot of mill decks, like I said. And it it felt powerful. It did. Now, I drew a good, you know, I drew a good chunk of my mill stuff. Well, I'm not, I guess not a bunch. I drew Mind Grind, Fleet Swallower, Archive, Tra Archive Trap, and Force Fruition. And then everything else was just kind of control and smothering tide and shit. Here's the problem with this whole experiment. I liked playing this deck. I may play it again next week and then try out a new one. Like, if, that's the problem. If I get married to one of these modules, am I going to want to switch it out? I don't know. Now, I'm, uh, it's been, I've been talking long enough. And again, the modules aren't done yet. Um, the kind of the, the little packages that I'm working on aren't really done yet. But I can kind of give a, a little bit of a, an idea of some of the things that I'm thinking about doing. You know, and part, part of the idea of this is that if you're playing like the same people a lot, they never know. You know, like they never know what's going to be uh, next. You know, they, they, they never know what you're going to be doing. It's not like... Um, uh, fuck. It's not like uh, you sit down in your friend's deck and you're like, oh, okay, he's playing this. I know his deck does this. Uh, my friend Paul has a Queen Marchesa deck, which you okay, I know what Queen Marchesa does. No, his Queen Marchesa deck is a robot deck. A robot deck. It's awesome. And it's a robot deck. Now, but when he sits down with Marchesa, because he's feeling spiky, he sits down with Marchesa, and I know it's going to be robots. The idea with this deck is you can sit down with it, and they don't—they won't know what you're playing until you're playing it. So some of the other packages I have, I have an Artifacts Matter module. This features uh, a fun, uh, does feature a couple of combos. One of which is March of the Machines, Marionette Master, and Pitiless Plunderer. Pity's Plunder, of course, says when other, another creature you control dies, you create a, a treasure. And March of the Machine says each non-creature non artifact is an artifact with power toughness equal to its converted mana cost. So, all your, your treasures become 0-0 zero, zero creatures and die. But Pity's Plunderer does not say non-token creature. So, when that dies, you get... Uh, Anyway, it makes an infinite loop of, of die triggers, and then you can kill with Marionette Master. Or, you know, Blood Otters or something if you want, but I like Marionette Master. Uh, I've been killed to it. There's a certain Brea deck out there that has killed me with Marionette Master more than once. So that's, that's part of it. So that's kind of an artifacty thing. I also, to go with that and the treasures, I also have Revel and Riches. And remember, uh, Smothering Tithe is in the main deck. Um, I have an infinite mana combo with Pilipala and Grand Architect. 
to go along with those. I've got a hangerback walker and a walking ballista, although the hangerback walker might be better in the uh, aristocrats package. I have three Tezzerets, the Seeker, Master of the Bridge, and Artifice Master. I've got a Mox Opal, got a Staff of Domination, Microsynth Lattice, and a Karn the Great Creator. I probably won't do it. I just have them sitting there. Don't. I probably won't. I probably. I'm not going to do it. And like a Mirage Mirror, a couple other things. So so kind of an Artifact Matters package. A very combo-y package. I, should, I could put like a KCI in there or something, maybe. I don't know. For, you know, uh, and again... Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, and the other thing to put in would maybe be, um, scepter reversal, you know, dramatic scepter. Anyway, so that's one idea. Uh, another idea is a reanimator package. So in the reanimator package, we have, let's see, let's break it up here. Reanimator package, we have Entomb, Corpse Connoisseur, Gravebreaker Lamia. Uh, buried alive to get creatures into the graveyard. Uh, dread return, reanimate, animate dead, living death, victimize, and then burial rights to get them back. And then the creatures are okay. Just okay. Tide spout tyrant. Okay. Uh, scarab god, which is not really an animation target as much as you know it, it is a reanimator as well. Razaketh the foul blooded angel. Avacyn, Angel of Hope. Zatulpa, Primal Dawn. Let's see. Which Praetor is the least offensive? Elish Norn, Grand Cenobite. Shieldred, Whispering One. And Jingatashi's Core Order. Anyway, um, yeah, so those are the reanimation targets. Just kind of a reanimation suite. I don't know how it'll work. I don't know how good it'll be, but we'll try. Uh, then I have a uh, life swap, life gain, life swap deck with like Selenia and uh, uh, Show, Reverse the Sands, Axis of Mortality, Repay in Kind, Viscoco Guild Mage, um, Sanguine Sac Sacrament, Death to the Deathless. Then I've got like, uh, yeah, Selenia and like uh, Dato Vanguard to pay life, uh, to, you know, bring down and then switch. Boon Reflection, uh, whenever you gain life, you gain twice that much life. So it's you know just kind of it's it's uh it's like my it's some of what I do with my Villas deck but with with white in it with uh yeah but with some white cards in it like I said the the artifact one tends to be colorless and kind of blue black the reanimator one tends to be mostly black except for the cards and reanimated and then the the life one is uh, basically equally white and black so that's why I was talking about the mana base being kind of equal I have a hard control deck that I don't feel good about. Kind of a Miracles deck. That approaches the Second Sun in like Authority of Consoles, Ghostly Prison, Entreat the Angels, Terminus Devastation Tide, Brainstorm, Counterbalance, Sensei's Divining Top. Uh, yeah, it's that type of thing. Uh, Lavinia the Tenth. Um, and then like uh, Ezra's Elocutioners. Guada. Anyway, Profiteer. It's it's a lockdown. Dismissing Dream. It's a comeuppance. It's a lockdown deck, right? It's kind of a uh, prisony. You know, I'm still working on it. Um, I'm just I'm deciding whether or not to go Staxy with it or just full prison. Um, you know, uh, and maybe cut out some of the cute cards. But that's one idea. Is kind of a prison deck. Uh, I'm almost done. Uh, and then I have a wheel deck. A, uh, I guess we call it a Narset uh, part of Veil's deck. 
kind of um, emergency powers, time reversal, echo of eons, come to memory, time spiral, windfall, and then uh, Narset Parter Veils and a Motion Thief to be gross about it. So kind of a build your own Leovold. Uh, Archmage Ascension and then Fate Unraveler and Underworld Dreams to hurt people for drawing cards. And then uh, Archmage Ascension is a beginning each end step. If you drew two or, two or more cards this turn, which you're going to do in this build, you may put a quest counter on it. And then as long as it has six or more quest counters, if you would draw a card, you instead tutor up a card into your hand. So it just goes with the wheels. Again, this this deck this isn't full yet. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it. Maybe maybe I want to. No, well, see, I was thinking about a waste knot, but the the blue ones don't necessarily. Except for windfall, the blue ones don't make you discard your hand. So, and I don't have red. So, uh, I still have more to do with this wheelie uh, uh, type build. But it's an idea. I have a uh, what to call it? The makings of or the beginnings of like an aristocrats deck. With, um, uh, you know, Grave Pact and Dictative Erebos, Cutthroat Blood Artists. Uh, I have the Animate Dead, Leon Relic War combo, Warder combo, a Suture Priest, a Corvald, um, and then I have Anafenza and Lesser Manticore, which I think I might be able to make a combo out of, but I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, that one's really, really down. I need to get some sack outlets. I need some payoffs. I need to get... Uh, another, I need a, a cruel celebrant. Like, I, if I'm gonna build like a aristocrats package, I need a bitter blow. I need ways to have. I need more creatures. You know, I don't have. You know, I, I need to make some tokens or just put a bunch of creatures in here. So I still have to work on that. And then the last one I have, and, and I well, I have a Voltron one that I haven't really started yet, but a Voltron one with just some swords and some, you know, make it a Voltron. And then I have kind of a assorted pile of crazy combos. And these can be combos that go into uh, other decks right that can go into other packages like, like i said you know maybe i only think i need you know maybe i only need 16 cards for for one strategy well let me throw in um massacre worm and writer replication just as a fun thing that i'd love to do right or why don't i throw in phase the untouchable and fractured identity I, I don't I can't build whole modules around these things, but I can kind of slide them into some to to you know have this give a little oomph and have a little fun. And then there's one that oh boy, uh, Dovescape and Tigam Ojitai Master. Tigam of course says your spells can't be countered. Dovescape counters non-creature spells, but yeah, I mean that I don't know if that's any good, but I mean I know it's cool if you can make it happen. And again, I have you know many enchantment tutors, but. Uh, it's still, I don't know. Again, I, these are all just ideas. Um, some of them are more fully formed than others. I'm still working on the mill one. I, you know, I think I need a, I want to put a, maybe just put a spell twine in somewhere, a diluvian primordial or something. I don't know, those are kind of, but you know, so I, I'm still working on it. But tonight it went, it played well. Like I said, it didn't win, but it was so close to winning and in kind of a spectacular way. So I was proud of it. And I, I enjoyed playing it. So next week, what I'll, what I'll try to do is, you know, like how I'm talking about, like the, like talking about this, like this is a real thing. Isn't that funny? But you know, why not? Next week, what I'll maybe do, if I remember, which I will not, 
is I'll, I'll talk about whatever deck I want to talk about, and then I'll give an update on what module I played with Chromium if I if I played a new module that week. And then maybe we can have a Chromium in review special. Again, all for me. I know no one cares. I know Sage is listening. Because I don't, I don't know. Sage is listening, I know. But besides that, who knows? So, anyway. Um, this has been Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. Uh, my name is Chad. And I just talked to you about my brand new Commander Deck. I have another new one that I'll be bringing out soon. A couple of new ones since the people that are listening to this first last saw me. But uh, I've got yeah, at least two two more new ones. And I also have a new Silver Border deck. It's not really a new one, but um, they finally released a good commander for the Silver Border deck I, I, I wanted to make. So uh, I'll talk about that one day. I played a game with it tonight and it was fucking awful. But but this was a fun uh, this was a fun game. Uh, I played a game with ninjas that was, uh, I just crushed them. I said I had an Eryxmethes game where I did some gross uh, kind of infinite shit. And then Wart, I played Wart the Raid Mother and it didn't quite get there. Didn't quite get there. Uh, so yeah, but I'm pretty high. Uh, this, yeah, this Pennsylvania shit ain't bad. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not Humboldt, you know. Gotta do what you gotta do. Everybody, uh, have a good night. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Go vote in your primaries. And, um, you know. Alright, well, have a good night.